When we arrived, smoke was showing from a third-floor window. While Truck 7 got in position to extend its ladder, Engine 32 tied into the nearest hydrant and laid hose up to the building. The next two engine, Engine 3 from Station 7, tied into another hydrant and laid two two-and-a-half lines to the building's fire department connection. Those are the pipes labeled FDC that you see near the base of every commercial building. They pressurized the lines to 150 pounds per square inch, and we prepared to enter the structure with two search-and-rescue teams of two. Each of us was carrying a high-rise pack. These are pre-coiled lengths of hose that we would attach to a high-rise hose connection located in the stairwell on floor where we were assigned. We were designated Division 3 because we were headed for the third floor. Captain Ellis was Division Supervisor. We took the stairway, avoiding the elevator. When we reached the landing, we tied into the high-rise connection. The captain decided that he and I would head right, while Lieutenant B and Sven would head left. Cut the captain's stuff for today, he told me once we started our search. It's Mike while I'm in the hot zone. We knocked on each door, then tried the handle. If it opened, we went in and traced the wall to the right. By this time, the electricity had been cut off, so we had our department-issued LED flashlights and helmet lamps to show us the way. The smoke hadn't gotten too thick, but Mike had the thermal imaging camera just in case. He would use it to peer into the darkened center of each room to see if he could detect any movement. He also scanned the walls to look for heat images, letting us know if there was any active fire behind the wall. So far, nothing on either count. We kept on searching, reporting our position on the radio and listening in on Lieutenant B and Sven's progress, in case they ran into trouble, which they did. Sven and Lieutenant B had been traversing to the left, just like we had to the right. They had searched several offices until reaching the one where the fire had originated. They felt the door before they tried the handle, and it was hot, 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 with smoke billowing out from under the door and around the door frame. Lieutenant B had looked with the thermal imaging camera, and the door glowed bright in comparison with the wall, ceiling, and floor around it. Yep, there it was. Then they heard something. It was banging from inside. A fire can be noisy as it chews up the furniture and eats through the walls. Things fall down and crack and bend, sometimes making a racket. But to Lieutenant B and Sven, this time it sounded like someone was inside banging and pounding and trying to get out. Cautious and safe firefighting says that Lieutenant B and Sven should have waited for us to arrive and defend them with a fully charged line. Lieutenant B looked again with the thermal imaging camera, but the overwhelming heat on the other side of the door kept the camera from showing any detail. Feeling they couldn't wait in case someone was banging to get out, they tried the handle, and when they found it locked, Sven took his halligan and pried the door. As soon as the door was open a fraction of an inch, the fire took over. It was as if the gates of Hallad suddenly opened. A huge rush of superheated smoke and fumes blew the door wide open. The flames followed, exploding when they hit the new rich oxygen supply in the hallway. Sven and Lieutenant B were bowled over onto their backs and stunned for a moment. Fortunately, Mike and I had heard their plan and were rushing over to their location. Just as they hit the deck, we cut loose with a blast of cooling water, which rapidly converted to steam as the hot air and flames burst out.